Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today I'm welcoming on Katie Calder on the podcast. We're going to be talking all about human design because she's a specialist in human design. We're going to talk a little bit about her background and what this is. If you've never heard of human design before, you are in for a treat. Um, I will get her to explain everything, but it is very interesting stuff that can really help you up level in your life in all areas and also understand how you respond to things in a better way and the best ways for you to respond. So for anybody who, who is woo-woo and likes the kind of stuff for personal development, you know, up leveling in your life, um, universe, manifestation, you are going to love this. And if you aren't woo-woo, I think you can also get a lot from this episode. And I would definitely encourage you guys to check out your type. Uh, we're going to talk all about the different human design types, energy types, and the ways that you can actually figure out what you are. Um, but I will get Katie to explain all of this because I'm definitely not an expert. So I can't wait for you guys to listen. Let's get started. Welcome, Katie, onto the podcast. I'm so excited for this episode because it's something I've never spoken about before on here. Um, it's something I know a little bit about. We're going to dive into the topic, obviously. Um, but I first want to get you talking a little bit about you because I know you've not, you haven't always been doing what you do now. I'm not too sure how new it is for you, but I just wanted to mention on your Instagram you put that you are human design and intuitive guide. And I love that. But a lot of people probably are like, what does that even mean? So can you talk a little bit about your story, how you got into what you do now, and what that kind of title means? Absolutely. And Lawrence, I just want to thank you so much for having me here today. I know this has been long, long overdue. And we've been talking for months and months. Um, and so whenever someone asks me this question, I kind of break it up into two parts. So I think of it kind of as what I do and then as who I am. So what I do, I am a human design and intuitive guide. I'm also a yoga teacher. I also have a nine to five in software. Um, I'm a mystic and I'm a human being just finding my way through life. And then who I am is I'm a seeker. I'm a believer in all things magic and mystery. I am constantly looking to expand and I'm constantly exploring that the more I learn, the less I really know. And so when I've, I've come in more recently to taking on this role of guide, which has been um, kind of a huge expansion into more purposeful work for me um, and also stepping into more like, what my soul has been calling me to do, but how I got there is I've always been a seeker. I've always been looking to better understand myself. I've always been into personal development, um, and I've always loved to explore tons of different systems, especially those that are much more esoteric. So whether that's astrology and numerology, um, ranging to like the Myers-Briggs system or the DISC assessment. Uh, to tarot cards, to what's now led me to human design, I've always been grappling with like, who am I? And who are other people? And how do we not only better understand ourselves, but under better understand the world around us so that we can become the most empowered and most embodied versions of ourselves. 
And so I've been seeking and seeking in my path. I mean, I could talk about it for days and days, but a lot of different things have led me towards human design and towards um, being a guide. And uh, I think my spiritual journey started potentially two and a half, maybe three-ish years ago, um, around the same time as I started teaching yoga. And with that, I was looking into all these modalities and just like trying to find the thing. There's so much truth in everything that I was searching for. But when I heard about human design and when I learned about it um, and when I learned about my own chart, it not only nailed who I was, but it also gave me a system to not only navigate the world and make decisions and like live my purpose, but it also helped me understand how that worked within the world as well. Um, so that is kind of just a just a blip and a glimpse into me, and I'm very excited to talk more about it with you today. And so you say that you started your spiritual journey. Um, when was this? Two years ago? Yeah, about three ish. I'd say two and a half, three okay. years ago. Yeah. Do you think there was a trigger to this? Was there a specific thing that absolutely. happened? Yeah, usually there is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I had just graduated college, was in a new city, um, had just started a new job. I was about three months in and I just felt so numb to life. I felt like I was just going through the day-to-day -day motions. I was waking up, going to work, going to the gym. Um, coming home, having dinner, going to bed. And it was just like the monotonous routine of life. And I knew I could feel it up and I knew I could feel inspired, but I didn't necessarily know what I was searching for. And so I wasn't even regularly practicing yoga or anything, but I had not stepped foot into a studio for months and months and months, but just impulsively decided to sign up for yoga teacher training. Um, I, the first time I stepped foot into the yoga studio was my first day of teacher training. And it, I think from there kind of reignited a spark, not only to dive more into myself, um, but to feel a sense of connection that I was really lacking. And from there I dove into tons of podcasts and books and um, kind of noticed the areas in my life where I wasn't necessarily uh being living my truth and I was more navigating the shoulds of what society, what my family, what um, everyone had told me was the right thing to do, but not necessarily doing what I knew to be right in myself and what really lit me up. So it was kind of like the spark and the catalyst towards the entire, towards my journey towards diving more into spirituality. Um, had to do with feeling very very disconnected and then I think to go off of that there were a number of other things that happened and that I realized that no longer served me in my life that um, caused kind of a cascade of different decisions and surrenderings and letting things go in a way that um, I hadn't before and being like this no longer serves me and I have to let it go and being kind of totally this open like show me a sign like I'm I'm ready and everything kind of cascaded from there um, and I think that 
when I became open and when I kind of dove into knowing again that I know nothing, all the puzzle pieces started to get into line and all of these different, not only like healing tools and modalities and people and um, this inspiring journeys came in front of me, but I started becoming much more aware of like where I was no longer going to settle in my life and how I was here to help others do the same. And so how did you go about learning about this? Um, And specifically, how do you become a guide, quote unquote, if that's even a thing? (laughs) Yeah. So I think everyone is a guide in some way. And some people like to guide others. Some people like to guide themselves. But there's always an area where you inherently understand and you can use your wisdom just from living to help others not only find their own, but to be expansive in their own lives. So I've taken on many roles as guide in my life. I have been a coach in many different scenarios. Um, And I think that guide holds a lot of weight in some sense, because I know there's a ton of imposter syndrome with a lot of people around that word and around um, not being sure if they really can can be that person that helps in whatever way and whatever arena that they're, they're guiding or leading others in. So what a guide means to me or how I became one or how I stepped in was more like understanding that what I have to say and that what I see and that my knowledge not only is impactful, but has the ability to help others not only change their lives, Um, but be that own person for themselves. So when I say guide or when I say mentor or when I say reader, it's never because I want uh, to be the one that other people need or um, need to get anywhere, but more as a way for others to get back to themselves. So I don't know if I fully answered that Mm -hmm. question, but you did. I I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's also something as a health coach that we learn too, that we can kind of help. It's more like guiding people back to being their own healers, you know, like reminding themselves like you actually are your own healer and your own guide, but you might have gotten a bit lost on the way. So obviously we all need some support sometimes, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Whether it be like for health issues, mental issues, emotional Um, you know, essentially we all really do have the answers inside, but a lot of us just get disconnected from that part. So hundred percent agree with you. So now to get into human design, could you explain to our listeners what this is? Absolutely. And I will try to make this brief because human design is very, very complex. And I know you've pulled up your chart before, and I know every single time I have a session or reading, most of the time people are like, I have absolutely zero idea what I'm looking at because you get this chart with all of these different triangles and squares and lines and colors and, and you do some research and it's like, okay, that's great. But how, what am I even looking at? So yeah, we're going to totally. debunk and dive into a little bit of that just to understand and be able to navigate the chart so that it doesn't look totally overwhelming, but 
basically human design was discovered in 1987 by this man, Ra Uruhu. He had a meditation that went over, I think, eight days and downloaded the entire system. So the system was out there uh, for, for anyone to find, but he just happened to be the one to find it. And it combines a number of traditions, including the Hindu chakras and the Chinese I Ching, um, combines Eastern and Western astrology and also the Kabbalistic tree of life among others and quantum physics as well. But basically it shows you your unique blueprint and energetic makeup that gives you permission to show up as your highest self and exactly as you are. And it also gives you the ability to most efficiently fulfill your purpose on earth if you really understand it. So you have this chart and it's based on not only the second that you take your first breath, but also um, your karmic connections as well. And within it, uh, it, it gives you a blueprint of your life. And it's, it, we think of it as like the human design experiment because everyone has a chart and your, hum, your unique design doesn't exist independently from everyone else. They're constantly interacting with everyone around you in the world. But when you look at it, you'll see all of these different squares and triangles. Those are the centers. There are nine of them. They're effectively like chakras and they regulate the flow of energy throughout your being. And they're either colored in, which is defined, or um, white, which are either open or undefined. And anywhere that's colored or things that are, uh, those are consistent in your being 24 7. Um, anything that's white is open. It's things that are. You're impacted by those around you, um, by other people, but they also have the highest wisdom potential. And then within that, there's so much more. There are gates, which uh, represent the DNA of your true nature. Those connect into channels, which kind of enhance, shape, and modify the energy into more precise qualities and traits and abilities. And every single thing in it says something about your true nature and role in life. So everyone has the same like base setup chart if you take all the colors away but depending on the exact time you were born the location you were born um the day you were born your chart will be colored up or lit up in different areas so it's kind of a, a very basic i know that might be a little bit confusing but basically everything there has a meaning from the arrows on top to all of the numbers, to um, all the little glyphs on the side, which are the planet, to the different colors. They all have some kind of meaning, um, which helps you basically decondition from the world and come back to yourself. And so we will dive into that a little bit deeper uh, when we go through my chart. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I want to look into is people are probably like, where did she get this? Like, where do we get a chart? Mm-hmm. So you get your chart. You can get it from a number of different places. My personal favorite is called geneticmatrix.com. Uh, there's also humandesignamerica.com and my, mybodygraph.com. Mm -hmm. And all of them, I think if you just Google or type in human design chart free to any search engine, you'll find a bunch of different places and so you, you just need your birth time your birthday obviously um your birth location and you put in all your information you'll be able to get your chart 
And usually when you get your chart first, what most people know is their energy type. And I know you may want to speak, talk a little bit about that today, but that's usually when, when people get their human design, it's like, if they don't know anything else, you know what your energy type is. Right, like the generator, manifester, things mm-hmm. like that. And so you mentioned, <laughs> I, I know you mentioned genetic matrix. That's the only one I've never heard of. And then there's the two mm-hmm. other sites, but essentially you're getting the same thing, right? They're all, yeah. you're all getting the same thing from each site. It doesn't really matter which mm-hmm. one you go to. Yeah, okay. you're getting the exact same thing from any type. I just, it's my personal preference to use genetic matrix. Um, I find that the free version of that has slightly more information than the other ones, Interesting. but they, they all are equally valid and they say the exact same information. It's just whatever site you like better. And just a question that popped up into my mind, as I know a lot of my listeners are like into the kind of woo stuff, like meditation, manifestation, universe and all of that, but you must also deal with a lot of resistance around this like because it does seem very out there and I can just see a lot of people in my mind rolling their eyes if they you know hear about stuff like this do you mm-hmm. kind of come into contact with a lot of that kind of stuff you know like resistance so, around human design it's interesting because I think that this is a testament to just my own journey with all of this as well I think I used to feel as if I had to prove everything and prove everything that it was true and um, that woo stuff was real and whatever. But the more and more I've embodied and know that this is very true for me. And if, if it doesn't resonate with someone else, it doesn't matter. Like if, if you say, okay, human design's great. I want to learn something about it, but it's not for me. That doesn't personally offend me. That doesn't have anything to do with me because my my mindset, my outlook on it all is that every system, everything, um, every kind of type of spirituality is individual based on what you need and what resonates with you. So for me, human design has helped me bring, come back to myself. Astrology has, um, meditation has. For you, it might be um, playing soccer. It might be uh, blowing bubbles, right? Like none of these are higher, like have any hierarchy to one another. So if I hear people who are skeptical or have resistance, I think potentially previously I would have wanted to convince them or, or prove that it's right. But I find that the majority of the people that I talk to and that come to me um, are very, very open because they're, they're wanting to learn more. And the only way that you can prove whether something is real or true or has validity is if you test it out and use it and understand it for yourself. Um, so I don't feel like I come across that as much. And I think that partially it's because the energy um, that I put out and the energy that the people who are drawn to me have um, are those that are open and that want to learn more. And if it sticks or if they relate to it, that's great. If they don't, um, that's great as well. But what I find from basically every single session I've had is that it not only gives them more permission to be themselves, but it's more like, ah, like breath, breath of fresh air, like it's okay to be me. Um, and you don't have to, you don't have to be woo woo. You don't have to whatever, but like, it's okay to be me and it's okay to 
live in the way that I've always known is true to me, but I've been conditioned to, to not believe is the case. I'm so glad that you're at that place. Cause I think it's also as coaches as well, it's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that comes up at the beginning like oh my god what if people don't like me and and, yeah yeah or if people don't get it but then you actually realize that it doesn't matter especially if you're like doing your soul work and the other thing is that you actually once you are in your zone and you're actually doing what you're supposed to do you actually don't attract the kind of people who say those kind of things so you're literally attracting Mm -hmm. people your ideal clients right the people who actually want to learn from you so that is interesting too because even for me before at the beginning I would have more resistance around that or you know Mm -hmm. that kind of conflict but now it's it's pretty rare because I think we just attract people who want to be in our circle you know totally and I and and off of that I have some of my closest friends or um, and friends I've met through kind of Instagram and through this world friends one of my closest friends also a human design reader um, wildly successful but there's no competition between us there's no I like to think of coming from an abundance mindset that anyone that you'll be attracted is attracted to you and that you're attracted to um is coming for the energy of you and just because another person uh is successful or has more doesn't mean that you can't so there's no like competition of I need to prove myself or I need to prove that I'm a better guy than someone else or I need to prove uh, because that's just it's not the energy that I want to put out one but I also believe that there's enough for everyone to go around especially when we're living our truth and living our purpose and that um, just knowing that and being supportive of especially of people who are doing the same thing from you and thing as you and and continuing to expand and learn um, and grow is just is how how you can better embody that role uh, and how you can not only help yourself grow but help everyone around you to grow. Hundred percent. There is enough for everybody, whether that be you know clients, money, whatever it is. There's no mm-hmm. point of coming from a lack place, right? Because then you're just going yeah. to receive less. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. right. that's the energy. It's like energy exactly. is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Energy is real. So let's talk about the different types uh, briefly let's and kind of go over that. And then talk about that. Yes. And then we can go into my chart if that works for you. That absolutely works for me. So awesome. if you know anything about your chart, the type is the most important first thing to learn. Um, it doesn't tell you anything about your personality anything about your purpose, but it uncovers the type of aura you have and it gives you a strategy on how to best share your energy with the world. So we're all energetic beings. We all have different energies and um, based on the type that you are, that kind of shows general overarching themes of how you best navigate the world with your own energy. So there are five main types. Manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. Manifestors, generators, and MGs are all energy types. Projectors and reflectors are non-energy beings. Um, And all interact in the world. None is better than the other. 
um, they simply show you kind of how you're supposed to use your energy and then also how you may have been told or conditioned to uh, not embody that fullest potential and that full self of who you've always been. So starting with manifestors, they're about 9% of the population and they are the ones that are here to initiate and just do things. Um, they're actually the only type that are here to initiate and start things. They were every king and queen and leader and person who started the wars in history has been a manifester. Um, they're a self-starter, they're a visionary, and their strategy is to inform everyone else when they're ready to just do things. So what I find with a lot of manifestors is that they have all of this power to create and to do, and they're not necessarily supposed to be the ones that work and follow through in that doing, but they're the ones that are meant to catalyze the great ideas, but they've been held back um, from early on, because if you think about it, if you're a, a baby manifester and you like, you know what you want to do, but you have a parent or a teacher telling you, no, you can't do this, you, you dull down um, the power that's inherent to who you are. So with that, manifestors have conditioned the whole world because all the other types have been told that in order to be successful, you have to do and you have to initiate. But that's not the strategy for the four other types. So the next type, which is what you are, the generator. They're 30, about 37-ish percent of the world and generators, their strategy is to respond. And basically generators are here to learn what you love and unapologetically go after what lights you up. So when generators are in their power and their aura in general, they're pure, sparkly magnetism. Um, they are juicy, can't get enough of a generator's aura. And what's so, so important for generators is really understanding this strategy and understanding when it's right and how to respond to the right opportunity for you. So when I first say respond is the strategy, it's like, oh, so I can't just do things. I can't just go out and start a job or start whatever. No you as a generator will constantly have things to respond to. That could be an email saying, start a website today. That could be a flyer um, on the wall that says, come to this event. That could be a friend asking you to go to a walk. You'll constantly have things to respond to, but it's making the right response to the thing so that you don't take on things that don't give you more energy. Um, and, and kind of like don't don't go into the shoulds because that's I think the trap that I see with a lot of generators because when generators are in their truth and doing what they're passionate about they get more energy and they have more capacity to work and to complete things than anyone else yeah. so that's generator we'll talk about and that because we'll <laughs> you are one and again mm -hmm. that's just that's just the energy type too. So right. again, this is just how you use your energy in the world. Um, then we have manifesting generators. I'm an MG. It's about 33% of the population. MGs also have the strategy to respond, but they, depending on your chart, you're either a little bit more generator or you're a little bit more manifestor energy. Um, so you first respond and then you also have a strategy to initiate after that. And uh, 
kind of a two-part way of working in the world. But MGs are the trailblazers. They're here to break boundaries, and they're multi-talented, multi-passionate forces backed with a generator's drive and a manifestor's ability to accomplish. So these are the people that are here that taste all of the things in life. They're the people that are doing five things at once and kind of splitting from one thing to the next. They are not here to follow a linear path or live by anyone else's rules. Um, they're inherently efficient, which can mean they sometimes skip important steps. That's kind of a test for MGs not to do, but uh, MGs are here to respond to and test the waters and everything that lights them up and then listen to when it's time to let something go and move on, regardless of if anyone else says, oh, you just started that or, oh, you should be more linear. Like they're really here to follow their own unique timing and kind of taste all the things that are exciting to them because that's when they really are in their power. So those are the three energy types. Then we have projectors. Projectors are about 20% of the population. Um, their strategy is to wait for the invitation and they are here to manage and guide and direct the energy of the other types. So these are really like, I hear a lot of people talking about projectors as the birds on the trees. They see things that others don't and they really help the energy beings understand how to funnel their energies into not only like the most productive and helpful and empowering ways for each of those individuals, but, um, but in recognizing what their inherent qualities are. So for projectors, it's really important for them to recognize their unique gifts first and then wait for the right people to recognize their guidance, their leadership, um, and invite them to share. Projectors are, uh, I get a ton of projectors, interestingly, and uh, even though they're a very small percent of the population, and I find that projectors get the most caught up in their strategy and being like, so I'm just supposed to be waiting around for the invitations. It is so, so important for projectors to recognize the brilliance that they have in their own kind of niche that they see things that other people don't quite see. Um, and then they will have more invitations than anyone to share that guidance and really um, be kind of a leader and mentor and teacher. So, and then, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Are you, no. you're not done yet, right? I'm not. I have one oh, okay, more. Sorry, I thought you were done. Keep going. <laughs> I have the Keep final going. one. This is only 1% of the population. They're reflectors. And reflectors are completely, so if you look at their chart, they're completely open. Every single center is white. And they are here to be the wise observer. They're a human mirror who basically magnifies the world around them. And they're deeply connected and affected by the cycles of the moon. Um, so these are kind of human chameleons. And basically, they can reflect everything that's going on around them and what's happening in the larger collective, especially in regards to their health and well-being. And they're such amazing tests of like, how is the tribe doing? How is everyone that is in their community doing? Because reflectors are like the mirrors for us all. They can really embody the energy of every type within any given day, depending on who they're around. Um, which means it's just really, really important for them to find that space to come back to center, to um, kind of like flush out 
the energy of the world. But their strategy is to wait a full moon cycle, which is about 30 days before they make any big decisions, because um, that's when they really, really get clarity since reflectors can have any number of ideas, just like anyone, any single person, any uh, energy type can have. But um, because reflectors are so open to the world around them, it's important to take that time to make sure that with any major decision, it really is right. Hmm, very interesting. So one of my questions is, I don't know if you've seen this in clients or, you know, people's charts. Uh, what if you don't align or you don't agree with something or you think like that's not me at all? Does that come up? Yeah, and so this is, it's one of my favorite things to start with because most people, if they know anything about human design, they just know about their energy type. And so what I like to say is like, you can be a generator, but you can be a lot more like a reflector. You can be like the most open generator. It just tells kind of the basic how you're supposed to use the energy in the world, but it doesn't show you anything about um, what your purpose is or what unique traits you have or where you might have been open to the world's conditioning and uh, kind of taken on um, other people's expectations. So just showing off like broad online descriptions or kind of any of the information out there is, is hard to um, be like, okay, I, I, I don't relate because it's really not being specific to you. So I have found that people when they research at first are like, eh, I don't get it. That that's not right. But um, when we actually dive into what's specific to them, there's so much more. So you could really operate like any of the types. So it's not like black and white. This is it. It's not okay. black and white at all. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I almost, I almost am hesitant to have anyone look up uh, just their energy types because right. it's important in how to, you know, knowing to respond to the world and that the world will constantly be giving you things to respond to and that how important it is for you to respond to the right things specifically because generators tend when they respond, when they say, yes, I'm going to do this, they, they complete it. They follow through. Um, so they end up taking on things that really aren't right for them because they have the capacity to do it, but it might not be the thing that's like, you know, firing them up and driving them. So we find that like, that's just energy though, but it doesn't say that you're a six, three, which is kind of your archetype. It's like the highest profile, um, the last profile of all the designs. Uh, you know, this is a, a part of you that's kind of most like your astrology sun sign. And it says that you're basically this supreme unrivaled role model where um, you have this pattern of a powerful life that constantly sends you through experiences to bring you to new heights of awareness. And you have this hunger from a very, very young age to have a greater impact and make a meaningful contribution from a higher ground. So it's like you've always been, you've been born as kind of this authority figure from a young age um, and are this wise leader who just has tons of life experiences though that, that ultimately allow you to share not only your own life's journey and your wisdom, but you're able to help the collective and guide the collective through that. Like that's, you know, that's just a tiny blip of your design, but that's, another part that you would never know by just looking online um, mm -hmm, briefly. Totally. 
So basically when you do the chart on the website, for me, for instance, I got my generator. Um, you know, I looked it up on the internet. There's some some things that I'm like, that's totally me. Um, but then, as yeah. you mentioned, there's obviously other things as well. It's not just about the energy type. Um, yeah. So we have all of these symbols and these colors and these arrows. Um, for anybody who does do this chart, you will understand. I highly encourage you to do it. Um, so can we just have a crash course about what are the big things that I want to pay attention to? Mm -hmm. So the big things, um, and do we want, we want to look at your chart mm -hmm. for these purposes? Yeah. Yes. You so we right. talked a little bit about, mm -hmm, I do, I have it right in front of me. We talked a little bit about you being a generator. Um, we talked a little bit about you being a six, three, which is kind of your archetype. And when I go into charts then, and I always say this before every session, every session is unique. So some people want very specific um, want to know something very specific, like about relationships or looking at uh, a chart with their son or with their daughter or with their partner. Um, and some people want to look specifically at jobs or some people have no, have never looked at human design and watched an overview. Some people want to go into detail. So I know to reading is the same, um, but going into any chart, I first look at any areas that are lit up and defined um, after, of course, looking at their energy type and looking at their profile um, and then any areas that are open. And that kind of gives me a greater sense of like who you are, where are you consistent and where are the areas that the world could potentially have an impact on you um, and where you could have taken on potentially what's not yours but also where you can amplify and uh kind of create create even more wisdom from what's around you so for you um i would talk about being a generator at first right you're here to be lit up you're here to be magnetic you're here to do what you love um and you're here to be this person who, when you're doing what you love, is not only expansive for other people, but allows them to kind of get more energy. Generators give other people more energy when they're passionate, when they're lit up, when they're sparkly, and you're here to respond to the world. And so when I start, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about, okay, so you're responding to the world, right? And the world's giving you things, but how do you know that you make a correct decision? And this is where human design really clicked for me because it made so much sense is when I talked about your authority. So you have sacral authority. Everyone has a specific type of authority and authority is the way that you make correct decisions for you. So I, I will look in your chart and I'll see where your authority is. And with sacral authority, this basically means that your gut is your ruler for what you do. And we've been conditioned in this life to think that the mind is the authority and that, um, that we mentally process things over and over and that can be either good or bad, but in human design, the mind is never the authority. And for you, it's sacral. So what yeah, I just want to say you? quickly that I mm -hmm. am the worst decision maker. I'm so indecisive mm -hmm. and it like, makes me so anxious. So I don't know if that's helpful for you. 
What does that mean? This is so helpful for me because I swear when people who have sacral authority use their authority and begin to tap into it, I've seen so many lives change and had so many testimonials of being like, oh my God, my gut is talking to me in real time. So for you, this is what it's going to mean. You have a super defined throat, um, which is the center of communication, which is the center of manifestation, but you are literally going to put your hands in your gut. And let's say it, let's ask, be like, Lawrence, are you thirsty? Then you are literally going to open your mouth and say, "Uh uh-huh, if it's a yes or "Uh uh-uh, if it's a no. And that's your answer. So you will start to connect to that sound. And when you first tap into your sacral authority, it's like a visceral "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh. So it's asking yourself yes or no questions. and You'll get the "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh. And eventually you'll start to feel those different vibrations in your gut. Mm -hmm. And you'll start to feel like, okay, this is correct. And it's really important after that to know when does the mind come in and try to process? Right. Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this because you have an active mind as well and you have a mind that's uh, worrying 24-7 um, that's constantly trying to process and make sense with the world? You also have this mind that, that's getting these kind of pings of insight um, that it wants to share. But when it comes to making decisions, it's like hands on the gut. And then say, uh-huh or uh-uh. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to have you try that after this and see see how it works and see how you're feeling about it. Because um, what I find, especially with sacral authority, is it's like you override that gut instinct sometimes because the mind is trying to convince you something, something otherwise or that mm-hmm. it's not right or that that's not correct. Um, and you have a secondary authority as well that sacral is always your point of truth, but you have a defined spleen, which is your intuition, which is um, your health and well-being. And your spleen, the spleen acts in, it almost whispers. It like speaks once and then will not again. And it, it'll kind of look like this if you walk into a restaurant and you're not meant to be in that restaurant. The spleen will be like, get out. And it'll only speak once. And then the mind will try to override it and be like, oh, you're fine. This is whatever. But it'll kind of be like a feeling like, oh, I don't like the vibes here. I want to leave. Um, And where you start to get disease or where I see a lot of like generators and MGs um, getting gut issues when they disregard their sacral response and they um, over and over again have not acknowledged that their gut is telling them no. and they're trying to like intellectualize what it is that they're doing. So the gut is your authority. Your gut is so strong. It's so connected to, we just know health wise, right? The gut is our second brain, but for you, it's like in decisions, your gut is your first brain and your gut will not lead you wrong once you cultivate that relationship with it. So first, very important. Mm-hmm. It's just like hands your gut and then physically feel that vibration and like literally open your mouth and say, uh-huh, will be the noise for a yes and uh-uh will be for a no. And it'll be kind of a guttural response and it will just come up and then you just move from there. Hmm. And again, that's, that's only for, that's for you. That's only for sacral right. response people. And that's why I was reading that um, our power comes from our ability to make decisions from a center that responds through sounds. So we are very responsive to sounds. 
Okay. Yeah. And especially for you, um, because because of your active throat. I mean, let me look. You have a really active root and a super active throat. So it's like huh. you not only I mean, being a podcast, like having a podcast and being a coach are not only incredible things for you, but you are you help others find their voice as well. Just by just by you being because you have this strong and you have this creative voice as well. What um, if you have trouble expressing yourself or communicating? Is mm-hmm. this common with this sign or if it's a problem, does it mean you're obviously unaligned? So when you have a defined throat, so that's that it's the third center down from the top with you. Um, you're consistent most of the time. So if you're finding that it's, you're finding trouble speaking or finding that you're not as clear. Um, It might be to look at, is this something that's aligned with me or is it not? Because when you are are speaking your truth and when you're speaking um, from intention and when you're speaking from passion, you should be able to speak with it clearly and kind of have the same consistency consistency all the time. But I do find that those with open throats, so when that third center down from the top is open, um, they won't be consistent. So they can either be have, have trouble speaking, they could have stutters, they could be the loudest person in the room if they're um, latching on to people's defined throats. They can, it really depends on their environment. Um, so often when I speak to people with open throat, I I have them look, especially if they've, they voiced having difficulty expressing themselves um, have them look at, uh, in the scenarios where they feel really confident and comfortable in speaking their truth and in which scenarios they find that that's hindered because often it's like identifying environmental triggers or inv- identifying places where the world has kind of latched on and conditioned and then realizing that because you're open you have the ability to be the wisest communicator to understand all sorts of modes of communicator, but that you're not meant to, you're not, you're not meant to um, be in environments or speak on things that make you feel that uh, you aren't, if that so, makes sense. Yeah, totally. So again, being aligned, listening to your guts, um, mm-hmm. otherwise it can show up in all different places, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. But- Going from there, though, like we just talk about two brief and and you also I wanted to know because I well, when you sent me your chart and when I repulled it up, I, I laughed because I was like, of course, she has a defined spleen, which is all the way on the left, which is basically like you are super intuitive um, about health and wellness. Like this is your center of, of having the ability to be really, really healthy and to having the intuition to be able to speak about this. Um, but you also are incredibly empathic. You have open emotional center, which is on the far right. And you not only have the ability to feel other people's emotions, but you also can amplify them. So anything that's white, right? Any of those open centers or areas that you can not only be conditioned by the world, but also can take on and amplify them. So it's really understanding that like whose emotion is mine, who's not, it, it ha- gives you the ability to be so empathic and so wise um, and really empathetic as well. But 
understanding that that's for compassion and not for you to take on the emotions of other people around you or hold them because they're not meant to be yours. Right. Okay. Or like creating boundaries, being careful with that as well. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are super important for any open center. Yep. This all makes a lot of sense. Well, I would love to keep going, but we are getting a little bit to the end of the podcast. So I honestly would love to get you back on here because we haven't even, we literally just scratched the surface. So, but I definitely I want know, to have like, just, <laughs> like so much, but I definitely want to start with like an intro because obviously we need to start with the basics whenever we introduce a Absolutely. new topic like this. So yeah, definitely would love to have you back on. But before I let you leave, I want you to talk about what you're doing right now, um, where we can find you. Um, if anything's happening specifically for you right now, uh, share with us. Absolutely. So the best place to find me right now is my Instagram. It's namaste with three Y's. I love your name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So DM, I'm currently doing sessions through DM and booking all through DM, but I am going to create a scheduling system very, very soon because that is getting a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. for me um, in a website yeah <laughs> in a website potentially very soon too but I do human design sessions um, I do intuitive guidance sessions um, and I'm, I'm expanding my offerings so look forward to that very very soon but I'm just I'm thrilled to be on this podcast today and to have this conversation with you Lawrence and I'm very excited to continue it at some point as well Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. I'm literally so excited to share this with my listeners because, as I mentioned, we've never spoken about this before, and I really want to get this out there because it's pretty fascinating stuff. So thank you again so much. I'll put in all the links for your Instagram and anything else you send me so that we can follow you and look at all the good stuff that you put out there. Of course. Thank you so much. I'm so excited.